0: Social selling, by definition, is just using a social presence um, to sell. And it just kind of depends on what approach you want to take. Um.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Social Media Today brought to you by Social Cycle. We talk about all things social media, news, tips, tricks, and hacks to help you get the full advantage of social media. I'm your host, Mohit. (laughs) Hi, welcome to Social Media Today, a podcast brought to you by Social Cycle. Today, I have a very special guest from a connection that I met through a connection I made on social media. You have to practice social selling in all aspects of your life. Now, Seth, I can tell a lot about you, but I'll let you introduce yourself.
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Um, My name is Seth Rich. Um, I'm based out of Dallas, Texas, Um, and I am a professional clothier, which just means um, I get to meet with guys um, and I get to suit them up in every aspect of life, whether that be suits and they're going to a fancy, fancy party or big business meeting, um, or I get to dress them for going to the block party with all the neighbors.
1: That's awesome. And so being a clothier, wow, I've never heard of that before. Um, I'm guessing that your Instagram is quite fresh. And uh, I mean, I saw it and like the clothes look really good. Like, do you, do you use Instagram in your personal, and like your business front?
0: Um, a couple, uh, a couple of occasions. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, it's, it's really just for fun. And, um, you know, with social selling, that's kind of just like an added plus that it can add to your clientele. Uh, Which it does, Um, but the biggest thing is just um, keeping it very genuine and keeping it very like, hey, this is just what I do. Um, If you like it, double tap. Uh, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know. So
1: that's awesome. Uh, Would you mind sharing, like, sort of what was the process behind like socially selling on Instagram? Because you're you sell clothes, and clothes are a very visual thing, and I mean, frankly, Instagram is basically meant for that, and a lot of fashion bloggers are there. Um, So I'm curious to hear your stories about social selling on Instagram.
0: Of course. Yeah. Well, and while it does pertain to Instagram, a lot of it goes further than that. And it's pretty much like the same thing on on LinkedIn as well. Um, Maybe some of the captions you use are just a little bit different depending on what audience you're targeting. But um, when it comes to Instagram specifically, I mean, it really just starts with, hey, you got a cool outfit on or one of my partners I work with has a cool outfit on. I pull the camera. I've got a, a cheap little $365 camera um, that when you directly send the photos to my phone and I can edit them out and just make them look really crisp, um, just really just has to grab people's attention. Social selling by definition is just using a social presence um, to sell. And it just kind of depends on what approach you want to take. In um, mine specifically, I like to take a much more like just growing awareness of who I am and just like, a, hey, this, is, this picture came out very cleanly. Uh, very crisp, and it catches someone's attention. And, hey, look at the awesome pattern on this suit. So people double tap, and then eventually they just remember who you are.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, um, with Instagram, like, I feel, I mean, in your case, do you post a, a lot of stories right now on Instagram?
0: Uh, I do. So there'll be a combination of either reposting other people who I know who are in the same business, um, like who work within our same company, you know, they're putting out context. So I'm sharing it. They're sharing my content, um, you know, stir the pot, so to speak. Um, and then as well as just in my day-to-day life, if I'm if I'm meeting with a client like I was today, first fitting went great um, with his new suit. We posted a story about it, tagged him in it, and he reshared it with all of his all of his followers. Um, so stories are a big part of it just because people can view them quick. Um, but you have to be careful. And you have to coordinate those with the posts that you make on your on your general feed as well. So do
1: you – like from what I've observed, like stories, they seem a lot, very refined, but the stories that I'm attracted to just as a consumer are ones that are more behind the scenes. Do you ever AB test like some of the stories that you post, um, unofficially and ha- what sort of results have you seen with that?
0: Uh, so a kind of half and half. So I do AB test every once in a while in the sense of like, if I notice that a certain type of post, if I do all oh my story anyways, if I do a, um, a really, really clean suit that one of my partners down in Houston um, had her client fitted in, and I reposted on my story. and then right after it, um I post a random story of a Rolex that really catches people's attention. They immediately have they end up going back. They end up looking back at the suit and they end up clicking on my page. See a little bit of an increase with that. Um, but for the main the main part, yeah, if i'm if I'm working in my office specifically with my other partners, or more of like a, I've got my camera set up, I've got all my, my lighting systems set up, and then it's kind of like a quick clip behind like, hey, we're shooting a couple photos today and these brand new outfits, and I behind me have the outfits, and yeah, that's very popular as well.
1: Do you, have you ever used the DMs to like do outreach on it, or is that mostly stuck to LinkedIn?
0: Um, that specifically is outbound um, is going to be LinkedIn. Um, I do get a lot of inbound off of um, Instagram, though. Um, I have two new clients um, booked for this weekend and the next um, to meet with them to talk talk about, to talk about their wedding um, because they saw me repost someone's wedding suit that we did. Um, and they're like, hey, can can you do my my suit? I have my own fabric. I'm like, sure.
1: Interesting. Do you, I mean, do you think that you would find some, uh, I'm just spitballing here, but do you think that uh, you would find a lot of success with Instagram? How, I'm curious to see if you've tried outbounding on it.
0: Um, I have on occasion, generally it's if someone refers me to somebody and they're like, hey, so-and-so, um, you know, if Justin refers me to um, Nicole because she wants a, a new pantsuit, I'll, he's like, okay, what's her handle? I'll reach out to him on Instagram. Um, I have done that before, but that's very specific in the sense that someone's referred me to somebody and I'm just reaching out like, hey, so-and-so mentioned for me to, or suggested I reach out.
1: I mean, do you, do you, so like on, on LinkedIn then, since it seems like most of your uh, outreach is through there, what does, what does your profile look like? I'm, I'm curious to hear like what your headline is, what your bio is, what your uh, company experience section is, and if you have any endorsements.
0: Of course. Yeah. And that's actually a really, really good point. Um, the biggest thing, I mean, it's, it's social and it kind of catch, catches people's eye. Um, so it's very, very congruent. My Instagram, and my uh, LinkedIn, probably only one of the main things is one of my headline um, and my picture. Um, And that's simply because on Instagram, I want to become off as a lot more casual, a lot more like, I'm not just some page that's reposting photos from other accounts. Um, But on Instagram, it's just going to have my headshot, very professional. Um, And in my, in my bio, or I guess headline, so to speak, it has to be very clear and concise. So it's something along the lines of like bringing luxury or the luxury of bespoke suits to business, busy executives um made to measure i'm a professional image consultant um, whether that be with casual wear or professional t- professional suits and in um and after that i'm just gonna have information about what i do um a lot of people on linkedin they use it as a like this is what i do like i'm the ceo of this company and these are my responsibilities whereas my my bio my about page and my experience underneath my um my title as a professional clothier and part owner of Tom J- the Tom James company is going to say, like, this is how I'm going to help you. This isn't necessarily what I do. This is how I'm benefit added to you. So a lot of times when I connect with people on, on LinkedIn, I mean, we all get notifications when someone looks at our profile or we can at least see who's looked at our profile um, almost every single time they look at my profile. So that way, eventually when I do reach out to them, they have some sense of who I am. They have some sense of what I do. And when I say my name on the phone, they should, I mean, I would say, of the time they recognize who I am.
1: Gotcha. And then, so you'll basically do a bunch of social touches before you reach out to them on um, the phone.
0: Exactly, yeah. So whether that be like just a simple connection message, like, hey, notice we have similar connection, or we we have a couple of mutual connections, and we're in the same area, would appreciate a connection. And then when they connect with me, I'm just like, hey, thank you for connecting. Um, Because later on down the line, um, if they are qualified, um, I will reach out to them over the phone. Um, I will reach out to them over email if I can find either or um, on the LinkedIn. And at that point, it's it's very organic. Um, I feel like these days people tie a little too much into social selling in the sense that, like, as soon as they connect with them, they spam the person they connected with with their information. Like, hey, this is what I do. If you're interested, let me know. And that's just too much. Um, if I were it to do out, that,
1: it's salesy. Yeah, it's salesy. A,
0: exactly. It's bad taste exactly I know if I do that and then I call that person they'll be like nah okay like I'm not interested um but if I let it grow organically and I'm like, like I'm actually thankful for connecting with you I, I appreciate it. thank you um I'm probably gonna call you in a couple months anyways uh, there there's no need for me to try to spam you with my information um up front and then just turn you off from my from my services all, all all together
1: so when you connect with someone um do you often like well interact with their content if they're very frequent like what you like comment, reshare their posts
0: um on occasion uh generally i do that more with my fellow partners just because i'm we're trying to help each other grow in that sense um and if it's on my feed and i find it interesting and it's value added to what i'm looking at then sure a lot of times when i post on my general feed that they start interacting with my stuff Uh, because if they've connected with me most people if you look very few people on linkedin just mass connect with people if they're not salespeople. um (laughs) So anything on their feed is going to be basically who they've allowed and saying, I want to see your stuff. Um, And so usually it's a lot less than what we see on our side um, of things and they see it and they like it and they comment. And then in that post, hey, guess what? There's a hyperlink to my Instagram. Oh, you pop over, it's the exact same photo with the exact same caption, exact same hashtags. So keeping everything very similar and familiar allows them to just continue to grow awareness about who I am. So eventually, when I reach out, they know exactly who I am.
1: So it seems like you try and keep your your personal brand, I guess, very congruent across these different
0: platforms. Exactly. Yeah, if you look at any major brands, like, maybe Rolex, Mercedes, Ferrari, um, Armani, Versace, Gucci, any of these big brands that are like you know everybody knows who they are. If you look at their stuff, um, they're putting out so much content that they can't say, like, at 2 o'clock on Tuesday, we're posting this photo on all platforms, and then at Tuesday, Saturday, we're posting this photo. But if you notice, it's all similar content. It's all the belts and then all the cars, similar lighting, and all the photos um, They base it based off of the, the time of the year. Fall is coming around, so Mercedes and Ferrari are posting photos of their vehicle, all the leaves. new sports – yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Fall yeah. is on the road. It's kind of wet, you know. Um so just stuff like that. They they just try to keep it the same, which is smart.
1: Yeah, well I mean they I feel like they try and keep it the same, or not necessarily like the same, it's very optimized towards that particular thing. Like on Twitter and on Instagram, their ads might be the same. Like it might be the same car. On Twitter, their uh the tweet itself, the ad will have a different copy than what the Instagram caption might be. It might be very similar, but it's still the same message and that keeps a very uh, linear uh branding message
0: exactly the i mean the human brain is smart enough to recognize those patterns um if you just take a step back and you think about okay what's target's brand white red and dogs and furniture like what is target known for right all their ads are the exact same thing it's couples jumping up wearing matching outfits and they're happy so you think target you think happy they have everything you need you know um, and they keep that, whether they're posting a commercial on TV, it's an ad you see on YouTube when you're watching, trying to, you know, watch a video, um, or you see an ad while you're scrolling through Instagram. It's, it may not be the exact same photo and the exact same caption, but it's close enough to where that sort of brand begins to formulate of what, what and who they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I definitely uh, agree with that. Um, so when it comes to LinkedIn, I really want to like dive into what exactly you do? Like, do you have a set schedule? How do you organize your workflow, if you will? Mm -hmm. Like go into like the nitty-gritty if if you're willing to.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Um in my so my company specifically, a little background. We are the largest custom clothing manufacturers in the world. Um I mean we work with world leaders, we work with athletes. Um we're not the guy who's in Dallas who you know, works out of his garage and does a great job, but it's just him. I mean, we have hundreds of sales professionals all over the world and, we, and we're privately owned. Um, and so with that being said, we all take a very big, big pride in the work that we do and knowing that I own a multi-million-dollar company. Um, and the clientele I serve is, is at that level. Um, and if you look at their schedules, we basically match our schedule to that. So, um, a lot of us are in the office, 6 6 645, seven o'clock at the latest. Um, and then we're either meeting with people until about the early evening time. And then by the time we get to the office, we are prospecting, making phone calls to clients, booking appointments, making sure that we're prepping ideas for the next day um for whoever we're meeting with. Um but with LinkedIn specifically, what I have found is that just like with any social media platform, there's an algorithm. Um and what's worked best for me, especially since this whole COVID thing hit, um, has been um sending out connections and interacting with people's posts early in the morning um, and at lunchtime and then calling people in the afternoon. So um, I personally use outreach to manage my workflow. Um, I have certain sequences or certain paths that um, I put my prospects into that will tell me when I'm supposed to send them emails. And it makes it very easy to just email them at this time. I'm going to call them at this time and then LinkedIn message them at this time. And it's varies from person to person. And a lot of that I'm able to do from my phone, while I'm grabbing lunch or grabbing a Starbucks in between meetings and I'm able to knock out 20 or 30 tasks as we call them um, to make sure that we're just keeping up with our workflow. Okay. That, that kind of answers your question.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's very layered. <laughs> so with, um, with my, my job too, and my W two is at a SaaS company here in San Francisco. Um, we use outreach as well. Do you, I mean, have you like, how do you pick hashtags? Because I saw on a few posts on Instagram, you have the same hashtags a lot um what's the mm-hmm. method, what's the methodology behind this?
0: yeah, totally so if you it kind of varies. I have like two sets, and generally I won't put them in the actual um, um, in the post I'm blanking. yes, thank you. Yeah, I won't put them in the post I'll put them put them in the comments um and it varies so if i am if I have a female client. Um, it'll be like women's suits, things of that nature for the hashtag guys, basically the opposite um, with some, some, with some overlay. Um, but it's just, I try to keep it very general. If you look at what people are generally looking at, it's going to be the big ones. So it's hashtag fashion, hashtag style, hashtag menswear, hashtag men's fashion, men's style, fashion post, fashion influencer, style influencer, stuff like that. Um, as where if you look at my Instagram, I uh, sorry my LinkedIn, there will be a couple of similar ones every once in a while, but it's. we try to keep it to much more of the professional um, less. I'm bored. So I'm going to scroll through my Instagram feed um, just because of the type of people that, that, that we're targeting. Um, But I do make sure to keep the ones on Instagram the same and the, every single time while I'm on Instagram and then all the ones on, on uh, on LinkedIn, the same. Just because while i still want that brand to be built cross platform, um, each have their own identity, you know, Instagram, I want to be known as the, the stylist the designer the fashion expert my image consultant who i can call if i'm not sure what i want to wear um on linkedin i want to be known as like you're the ceo of the world world's organization bank i know i can call you to get the best suit i need for when meeting with a world leader like that's the type of brand i want to build there gotcha that's interesting well
1: i mean what i found interesting was the fact that you go after very broad hashtags i've read different studies that saying that say that you should target like a little bit more niche hashtags and this way you have a higher way of ranking when people are searching that.
0: Yeah. Well, with with Instagram being such a large platform and having millions and millions of users, LinkedIn does as well. Um, But if you look at like the age differences and everything and just so much more of a broad category on Instagram, I would rather personally go a little bit larger. I am experimenting a little bit on LinkedIn as of right now. Um, I'm using a lot more, they're still broad, but they're a little bit more narrow geographically. So I'm working with a lot more of like the, like the Dallas haberdasher. I'm a haberdasher who works in Dallas, which happens to be my Instagram handle. Seamless <laughs> plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, go for it, dude. Plug everything that um, you want. I appreciate it. Um, but, you know, like, or the custom clothing in Dallas, custom clothing, or my specific company name, hashtag Tom James, hashtag Tom James clothing, um, and things of such versus just saying like custom clothing. Um And I'm experimenting a little bit with that. I'm not doing it as organized as like you know AB, but I'm just kind of playing with it a little bit, um, you know. So I'm just kind of messing around with it a little bit in that sense. But
1: I mean, so do you do you use do you actually search for hashtags and see what other people are searching for uh, when you're posting up content or like when you're fiddling around with exploring new hashtags?
0: Um, I haven't actually. And that's actually something that, you know, as we're talking about it, I'm realizing I probably should do. Um, but I, I generally, when I'm, when I have a photo and I have this full dialogue already typed out off my phone um, or computer, whatever device I'm using um, on LinkedIn. And then I go through, I'm like, okay, it's just taking me 15 minutes to write this post. Um, I put thought into this, like, how does this, how am I adding value to these professionals lives right now? When they're, right, when, when they're on their lunch break, And they're sitting at Chipotle on their phone, scrolling through LinkedIn real quick. Do they want to see something cheesy or do they want to see something that's not super serious, but enough to catch their attention? They realize, Hey, this is a value added to be seen on my feed. Um, At that point, I'm just like, okay, hashtag this, hashtag that, hashtag this, hashtag that. Um, And just try to get a little bit more traction with it. Um, But I definitely probably should do that. Have you found success when you're using that on social media?
1: Um, I mean, so I actually discovered a tool off Reddit, I forget which one it was, but it basically went through and analyzed some of your uh, highest performing posts. And then it would spit out like a report of here's the most, um, here are the best hashtags that have the most interaction with your, with your profile. Here are the ones that you shouldn't use as much. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, I personally haven't, I'm looking um, at more technology that'll allow me to. We mm-hmm. do test here and there um i know I'm, i i read on linkedin that like hashtags don't really have much of an effect um mm-hmm. the algorithm on linkedin seems like it wants like do you know why people will have the like it'll be like one sentence space one sentence space mm-hmm. one sentence or yeah. you'll have comment below if you want like a like a free exactly like that yeah so the the reason for that is because the algorithm for linkedin if people like if people comment and if they like comments it'll draw more people to your, to your post. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if different hashtags. I
0: have noticed that I have noticed that not with so much with hashtags. I haven't like, I mean, at the same time, I haven't thought about it really um, in that sense, but I, I have noticed, um, like, on, like on LinkedIn, I use um, uh, sales navigator. So I have an SSI score um, and what I've noticed when it's been the highest, which at, which at a certain point um, is detrimental. You know, if if you're, if your score is a 90, you're probably spending a little bit too much time on it as a platform. You're not using it effectively or what it's meant to be used. Um, but, it, but if you actually go on there, it'll break down how, you're, how to be more effective. And that's going to be, um, you know, spacing things out a little bit, getting people's attention. Um, and at the same time, um, this is something I ran across. Um, if you actually put a hyperlink uh, crediting like a link or like another one's post, or like, let's say you, you took a picture off Google, Cropped it, put it in the post because it matches what inspirational story that you're about to write out on LinkedIn. Um, if you, because you don't want to get in trouble for credit or the copyright or anything, and you put that link in there, it will absolutely kill that post. You will maybe get five interactions, maybe 180 views, depending on your LinkedIn network. Um, it just absolutely downs it. And then the same with putting a massive amount of, of of hashtags. If you put 30 hashtags in there and at the same time tag people, but you don't tag them in the photo you tag them if you're taking like a group photo and Comments. you put their name in there yeah it kills it um and so like when I was working like in college and I was really learning all that um a lot of it was just okay if we're if we're gonna, ta- if we're gonna take a group photo because we're all on this field trip at AT&T um whatever yeah learning something tag us in the photo don't put us in the com- or they really don't put us in the in the comment spot because it would kill it so I have noticed things like that um but again just like any other platform it I've found that it seems to change a lot. It um, does. Algorithm-wise. So It does. It's annoying. Yeah. Do you use Facebook by
1: any chance or like Pinterest? I
0: don't. Um, so funny, funny enough, um, I don't use Facebook. And I know it's not dead, but I feel like it's dead. Um, which I know it's not. And I know people listening are probably like, what are you on Facebook every day? I have an account. <laughs> I don't think I've ever posted anything on it. It um, as for Pinterest, that's generally where I'll grab ideas. And if I want ideas for outfits or I might have one ideas for clients and I just see something that really catches my eye and I can make something similar to it then I use it in that sense. But I don't have like a Pinterest page or anything that that people follow.
1: So here's a quick little tip. If you, you create a Pinterest account um, and post a lot of your suits there, because uh-huh. Pinterest is evergreen, and I know that if you give a link certain credit, um, then it'll refer to a lot of traffic, too. If you have like a landing page, for example, you use that to credit oh, okay. it, and then it'll just keep driving traffic. And the thing is that like, as Google keeps indexing it, and people keep clicking and pinning on it, um, event, like the goal is not now, but over time.
0: Over time, it'll grow.
1: Exactly. And then drive, drive um, traffic to whatever page you want but keep it to your website don't uh-huh. and like the reason why linkedin doesn't like links or neither does facebook is because they're if you think of the algorithm what are they trying to get you to do they want you to spend a lot Stay of time google exactly yeah. or whatever the platform is yeah
0: well exactly yeah
1: yeah so i mean i i've heard that like pinterest is a really good thing and facebook too you can just repost everything um mm-hmm. And who knows,
0: maybe you can use WhatsApp, too, because, like, they're all merging into one. That is super interesting you say WhatsApp because I've heard so many people be like, hey, WhatsApp is where it's at. WhatsApp is where it's at. But now, like, I use it to just, like, text people or, like, if I'm in a group chat for work, it's, like, that's the only thing we use it for. So I have yet to discover anything about WhatsApp and how I can use that application on, like, a social level. Um, It's, like, that's what I've got to dive into right there.
1: Um, well, hey, maybe I'm glad that I inspired you. Yeah. WhatsApp is, is interesting. I know a lot of vendors in like the in like Asia. Like I know in mm-hmm. India and in Pakistan, Bangladesh, where WhatsApp is very prevalent. A lot of people have like bazaars there, so they'll have they'll have like one giant message. They'll post if if say they make jewelry, but like very short, limited amounts of jewelry.
0: Oh, okay. They'll okay. Post
1: out like like a, a menu basically, and then whoever's interested will respond and it's super easy i've also tried to get some manufacturing done via whatsapp too okay
0: yeah something i found i mean just surprisingly and maybe it's just even um older guys right so i work with a lot of guys who are like 50 60 some even in their 70s um depending on like hey i just don't want to retire i want to keep working so i want to look good um i found that over time maybe 10 years ago they would not have been comfortable with someone texting them but I can almost, as long as they know who I am, I can text them and they're perfectly comfortable with it. They're like, Oh, Hey, yeah, what's up. Um, and so maybe using it on that application would be beneficial as well as just really making a schedule or making a, a workflow specifically for text message. Do you have any like thoughts on that specifically
1: for text, I mean, in my W two job, I have texted people and I've gotten like a few responses. I've gotten like mm-hmm. one or two meetings booked. Um, but now that, so Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp are all going to just be merged into one eventually. That's the plan mm-hmm. and they're starting to roll it out. Um, so I, using Facebook as an app for like, managing your business workflow and managing your messages. So I think in the future, like if you post on Instagram, you can see who comments, you can add other people to a list, uh, oh, okay. whether it's an outreach or social cycle, to actually go in and be like, hey, like, instead of texting them, WhatsApp them and it's all from the same inbox or outbox.
0: Okay, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I'm just I'm trying to get to a point as of right now, to where I'm not having to rely on email so much. Because I mean, people's email. I mean, people. I've heard someone say email is dead. Yeah, it gets so flooded. Even if it's valid stuff, it's not just spam or spam accounts. It's they people get hundreds and hundreds of emails a day. I remember being a kid. And my sitting in front of my dad's computer is he went to go grab something and watching his inbox icon go from nine hundred ninety eight to over a thousand, like I think it's like a thousand eighty eight, in like less than ten minutes. And I was like, "What is this?" At like fourteen years old, and I was like, "Email," you know, like it wasn't. We had like our very first desktop, and I was like, "That like it's just blowing up," and it still is.
1: Yeah, email. I mean, I'm not gonna say that email's a thing of the past, but email for social or er- Email for selling should be in conjunction with social touches. Mm-hmm. Email on exactly. the phone yes. will never go out of style um, if you're selling, but at the same time, selling is evolving and you as a player in the game of sales has to evolve.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You got to be more comfortable. You got to be comfortable um, with that. I mean, like I'm to a certain extent, I mean, I don't I'm not too worried about my, my personal information getting out, but I'm perfectly fine with giving somebody my, my number over Instagram that I don't know. Um, for work anyways. You know, it's yeah. um had a guy earlier who's like, Hey, you want you to do my wedding suit? And I was like, Great, you have any questions? Give him a quick rundown. Here's my number. Text me like an hour later, and we're supposed to get on a call um tomorrow. Just cause like he's got a lot going on and so do I. And it's those sorts of things you just, just organically grow. And when I asked him how he found out about me, he goes, Oh, well, I saw your stuff on LinkedIn, click a link to your Instagram, followed you like a two weeks ago. And I was like, Oh yeah I remember seeing you followed me. Um and here we are. Now we have a meeting booked. And it's at a minimum, if you got maybe one or two appointments in whatever profession you are, whatever industry, that way, that would be more than worth it, you No, know? if, if If you
1: can, f- I mean, uh, I don't know if you've thought about this, but TikTok, I've seen a lot of people, like, do, like, mm-hmm. outfit changes and, like, with the oh, cool yeah. effects I and do transaction. That. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. not artistically focused, so I was like, wow, like, it would be cool if I could do that
0: mm-hmm. on TikTok. I mean, I'm the same way. I'm sitting there thinking, like, how did they time it to where they can, like, hop and then I'll suddenly they're like in from sweats to like a full suit and they got like this cool song change and like cool effects. Like I don't know how to do any of that, but that would be, I agree with you there. TikTok Google is it. definitely where you need to
1: be. Google. Well, what's cool is that <laughs> like, it, right? so if you have a large following, like on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, it's easier for you to go pick up new followers and it's easier cool. for content to be spread on TikTok. Like the, like I spend the, embarrassingly a lot of time on tiktok given (laughs) that i'm (laughs) in my Um, mid-20s and it's like the for you and the recommended um i think they're the same thing but the recommended page is incredible like you'll get a wide diversity of it and it's everyone's little niche in in the on the internet
0: yeah it's it's so cool because i was actually it's really interesting you bring that up i was thinking about that last week as i'm sitting there scrolling embarrassingly for like an hour and a half, you know, just cause it, you, you go down a rabbit hole. And um, I, cause like a couple of days before I'd seen something where they were talking about how that algorithm for TikTok is so in tune that you'll notice that like every other video is what you've been liking the most, but there's just enough variety to where they can see if you're, if, if you're changing um, and they related it to like, if you ever saw like that Disney movie inside out, where they have like the people inside your head or the characters controlling your emotions. It's like that, but instead they know exactly what to throw at you. When, when they can tell that you're slowing down or when you're losing interest, like, okay, cool. Throw up what he's usually liking, throw it up there. You know, it's going to entertain him. And sure enough, it hooks you back in to bring you back. So
1: there's a reason why there's a lot of people that are interested. Like one of the key values behind TikTok is like the algorithm. And now I think ByteDance, Oracle, and Walmart, I believe, are trying to buy it. In the process of buying it, not sure, but that's why it's so valuable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would if I had been the minute and everything went down with TikTok, where I kept seeing. You it gotta like hop band, on, like dude! That. Just hop yeah, on now. Film a video when you it. go home. Yeah, or exactly. or
1: actually, when when you, I mean, I don't know if you take a shower in the morning or in the night, but like. Show your your like oh I wake out a bet I wake up like this, sweats, hair, whatever, and then do like the wipe challenge. Bring it Oh back. yeah,
0: dude. The amount of that's guys who it. I've seen who I follow on YouTube, I follow on Instagram do that challenge. Um and you're like, dude, like I've been following this guy for years. I know exactly like it shouldn't be anything new. He always does this type of stuff, but that stuff just sucks you in. You're like that, that like that's so cool. And it's that's just, a it's...
1: trigger, dude. That's a trigger for yeah. you. That's
0: how you could reach out on Instagram or even on Twitter. Fun. I'm gonna to have to do it tonight. I'm gonna to have to go and start and start start <laughs> start plugging in on everything as well. Dude, you so.
1: should, dude. I mean, I know that we're approaching half an hour. Um, is there anything that you'd like to leave the audience with? Um give us your handle handles um and okay. then tell us three things that you want the audience to retain.
0: Um, okay, so handles. The Instagram is kinda of long. But it sounds exactly how you spell it. So it's it's all lowercase. It's just the Dallas Haberdasher. Um, and Haberdasher is basically like a tailor. Um, but you do, instead of just like actually sewing clothes, you like fit them to people. It's a little bit more interactive. Like you're like a professional collier. So that's the Dallas Haberdasher on Instagram. Um, on LinkedIn, it's just going to be Seth Rich. You'll see my grinning face pop up. Uh, first one, um, wearing a nice jacket in it. Um, and then three things I want people to remember or kind of retain one. Okay. One proactively interact socially, but let it be organic. I see, I feel like I see way too many people trying to force it. Like, you know, they, they spam people when they connect and everything. If you're really doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're being successful in your field, then you shouldn't be, you, you shouldn't have time to sit there on your computer and type out a million messages or whatever to a million different people. There's time set aside for that, but to a certain extent, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're building your, your reputation in your industry and, you, and in your field, that should be going organically. Um, two, have fun with it. You know, It's okay to be cheesy every once in a while. Just make sure it's timed right. And then three, um, I would say... Get on TikTok. On, yeah, there you go. Yeah, get <laughs> on TikTok. Uh, yeah, either get on TikTok or at least experiment. Try different things. Um, you know, there's you be even on TikTok since we're on that since we're on that topic, um, the amount of people like like you see like dads. Dads on TikTok blow up because they're kind of goofy, but at the same time they're kind of trying. And at this you know, people love it. The accounts where the dad's giving advice or so the dad's just like actually having fun with his kids and it doesn't it doesn't seem like the overbearing parent people love they it. They do really they well. Yeah, up. it's exactly. all whole. content. So if content. they can do it, anyone can do it. Exactly. It's, it's there for entertainment. And if you know how to use the algorithm and how to use the system to your benefit, you're going to kill it.
1: Cool. Well, everybody, I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation with me, Mr. Seth Rich. Um, please give me a follow at at MoMoneyMohit on Twitter and on Instagram. Thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Mohit. I'm signing off. Please rate us 5 out of 5 stars on wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, whatever it is. Thank you, and I hope that you have a great day. Please sign up for the beta at socialcycle.io.